0: In the last few days here in Vancouver, we've been hosting the Zero Waste Conference downtown, and of course, one of the major issues dealt with at conferences like this is food waste. And one of the problems that contributes to food waste is that many people throw away food that's still edible. Here in Vancouver, there are several startups that are working on solutions to this, one of which is Food Mesh. Its founder and CEO, Jessica Regan, uh, is with us now to talk about Food Mesh, a Vancouver business that's been around round for a few years to help manage unsold food to reduce waste and to feed more people. Jessica Regan, good morning and welcome to the show.
1: Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's good to have you with us, Jessica.
0: This this, uh, net zero, I'm sorry, zero waste conference that we've talked about here uh, took place in just the last couple of days, uh, talking about food waste, among other issues. But you've been on this file for quite, quite a long time. You got your company started back in 2016. What got you started in the first place, Jessica?
1: yeah indeed indeed it's very much a hot topic but you know several years ago it was very difficult to get it on the radar and um and it was a lot of advocacy and and ultimately what Made us start was just uh, just seeing pictures of container loads of edible food going to compost, uh, and unfortunately, because of the stickers on the avocados, and uh, that that food was actually even rejected at the compost. So we've got quite a bit of work to do to make sure that our edible food doesn't end up in landfills. You know, food is not waste; waste just happens when there's no end user. So so we started. Uh, that was the genesis of FoodNish and the idea is that we don't so much have a food shortage problem; we have a, a disconnection problem when you can't. That food. So we built up this this platform to connect uh, unsold food to new markets uh, to try and sell it for cost recovery or donate it. And if it is inedible, then finding other means other than landfills, such as farmers or, you know, other industrial purposes. So we call it Mesh because it's a big ecosystem and a big community, uh, and we just are ultimately just matchmaking and helping that food find a better home.
0: Indeed, the website, I'm on it right now, Jessica. It's great stuff, too. Foodmesh.ca, friends. uh, And you talk about, send us a message and a member of the team will get back to you soon. You want people with food supplies of any description to connect with you and talk to you about what to do with their leftovers, right?
1: You got it, you got it. We, we, we deal uh, primarily with um, manufacturers and retailers, so large-scale commercial volume, mm-hmm. uh, because we find that that's a, a significant amount of the, the portion of food. So for those who don't know, over half the food we grow in Canada is, is lost or wasted along the supply chain. A uh, significant amount of that happens at the commercial level. So that's where we really focus. Uh, we've also partnered with Metro Vancouver. So as Probably many of you know Metro Vancouver introduced an organics ban in 2015. They were one of the first regions in the, in the country to do that. Uh, and so they've, they're, they've hired us to help build up this network, the advocacy and events. And so if anybody does have surplus food, um, a small business, restaurant, uh, they can give us a call. Uh, consider it like a hotline. And if we can't help you through our marketplace or our managed program, there's lots of other solution providers that we will help connect you with. Um, Metro Vancouver is absolutely um, vibrant with lots of different organizations and startups that want to use that food um, for other purposes. So it's our job to help connect.
0: Absolutely. And you've got some rather staggering numbers on your website too, Jessica. Mm-hmm. You talk, you say, for example, the problem, and you identify the problem with graphics and everything. It's nicely done. 58% Percent of all food produced in Canada is never consumed, Jessica. That's an amazing number.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially when you see uh, rising food prices and food insecurity. I mean, food insecurity is one in one in seven people in Canada are considered food insecure, which Mm -hmm. means the lack of predictable access to safe and nutritious food. So, we're wasting such significant amounts of food. Uh, and we no, and we have like hundreds of thousands of data points to know that this food is still edible. It's it's quite an infuriating problem, and I think any human on a visceral level would agree. Like this, this needs to stop. This is avoidable.
0: And you talk and you, you identify the network, uh, the food mesh network that uh, you've, you've compiled. You've got lots and lots of organizations of all sizes and descriptions, and, and you connect all of these people. So who are upcyclers? Well, I'm looking at all of the, uh, the, the possibilities of connections that you make, and one of the groups that you do connect with are upcyclers. What's that?
1: So an upcycler is is ultimately part of what we're calling the circular economy. So an upcycler would, would take the the end product of somebody's like what, that would be waste, and they use it as the input to the raw materials for their work. So um, for example, somebody who's doing upcycling of jam or some sort of like the um, dried goods. So Trendy, for example, is a startup in in Vancouver, uh, and what they do is they dehydrate the the the, uh, the products that wouldn't be sold, and then they convert it into nutri- uh, nutrients for you know. To go into different types of um, food products so it's really about repurposing that food into a new product Uh, and i think it's really exciting and, and there's a whole a whole bunch of new upcyclers that are happening we need more actually we need a lot more
0: interesting i'm glad I asked you about them because i i, I 've seen the term before, but i 've never really sort of dived into it all and, and, and it makes perfect sense when you look at it livestock farmers, for example, another of the many groups who identify as being part of the food mesh network. so where do yeah. livestock farmers benefit from participating in the food mesh network Jessica. Oh.
1: Yeah, you got it. So we have a grocery store program where we uh, build little micro networks around all of the grocery stores. So it goes to charities first for the donations. And then the food that the the charities cannot eat because it's inedible or whatnot, we have a network of about 700 farmers um, across Western Canada that will take that food and feed their pigs and their chickens. Uh, and so that's really great for them because now all of these animals are not just necessarily eating like dried grains. They're also eating fresh veggies, which also helps the farmer save costs as well as giving more nutritious food for, for, their, for their livestock. So farmers.
0: in the cases of farmers who benefit uh, by, by turning some what would have been food waste into animal food, uh, do mm-hmm. they pay for this in some cases or is it donated? How's that uh, work out?
1: Yeah, it's completely donated. So okay. part of this legislation in place called the Donor Encouragement Act and the Feed Act. Um, and um, it's really important that there's not a monetary exchange. Um, it's through the donation. So to be protected under this act, um, it, there is a non-monetary um, transaction. So it's basically they take the food and they record the data uh, so that the stores can start to see their impact and where their food is going. So part of, in addition to matchmaking um, the, this food and finding homes, we also have a software element to it where we're tracking a lot of this and getting really high-fidelity data so people can really understand the problem of food waste, what's avoidable, where it's going, the nature of it, so that we can start to make um, changes in, in, in our systems.
0: Mm-hmm. And we missed it by a couple of days officially, Jessica, but we're close enough. September 29th, which was Thursday, was the International Day of Awareness of Food mm-hmm. Loss and Waste. And, of course, also the also- the closing day of the Zero Waste Conference here in Vancouver. What did you? What have you learned uh, as a result of the latest conference in Vancouver in terms uh, that you can apply on a daily basis at FoodMess? What what new info do you have uh, uh, in terms of, of food loss and waste this year?
1: Oh, my gosh. It was such an extraordinary conference. Um, and there was lots of innovators there. You know, I, I was moderating a couple of panels of uh, new uh, startups. There was one that's using insects for sustainable protein. Hmm. Uh, there's, you know, There was people uh, talk, really it's about the circular economy. Like, waste is unacceptable. We need to start to... Um, I, I heard a stat that 60% of our landfills are going to be filled up in the next five years. We have a waste problem, and we have a disposability problem. And so we need to rethink waste and start to use it as input. So um, there was uh over five hundred people there, lots of startups, these big companies are trying to figure out how to get into the into the system. But you know, it's really about look take a look, cold hard look at your waste whether it's food or textiles or whatever it is, uh, and make some small changes. Try to buy seconds first. Go, go to the first stop. Stop buying new stuff. We have way too much in circulation. And find other ways. Make, just care about where your stuff goes. Stop throwing it out and find somewhere else that it can go to good use. Uh, and if we start to do that, we'll start to see some, some meaningful change, I think.
0: Do you think that here? Last question to you, Jessica. And, and we're grateful that you're you're with us this morning, particularly having participated as energetically as you you did in the Zero Waste Conference, uh, Vancouverites especially, uh, but British Columbians in general are considered in Canada at least to be on the cutting edge in terms of awareness, group awareness of of, of waste and and recycling. Particularly, Ontario is just so far behind us on so many of those categories. Do you agree that at least Vancouverites are are, are more inclined to be thinking in that direction than perhaps uh, other Canadians.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think certainly on the west coast, there's a, a higher degree of conscientiousness, but, uh, um, perhaps, and uh, you know, other provinces are starting to really. I mean, there was a lot of presence from other provinces at the conference, and mm-hmm. you know, that's those the first steps. But we've got a long way to go as Canadians. Uh, uh, Metro Vancouver is definitely leading the charge, I would say, and uh, regulations help. I mean, that helps. You know, businesses are now forced to care. They they can no longer status quo is no longer okay, right? So we've got a long way to go. BC is definitely leading the charge, Metro Vancouver specifically. Um, but I'm quite encouraged to see the the presence, the attendance, and the interest um, from all Canadians that were present at the conference.
0: Interesting stuff. According to their website, FoodMesh.ca is all about wasting less feeding more, and saving money. So that's pretty laudable goals, Jessica Regan. Thanks ever so much for getting up early on a Saturday to do this with us. Important conversation to have. We appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much.